Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit 2019, and we're back here with Carrie to discuss jurisdiction as it relates to the tax court and all the people that run that horrible service that we all have a problem with. So, um, hold on a second. I got to do this. There we go. There we go. That way we avoid all the background noise. Uh, so, Carrie, did you have anything, like, particular you wanted to talk about today? I do, but before I start, if anybody wants to uh, say anything, or if anybody wants to ask any questions, and then we'll give them a few minutes. If you, not, then I'll... Why don't you say what you want to say, because that'll be shorter. If somebody has a question, okay. I notice it could go on for half an hour, and that's like half the show. All right. Here, here um, You said that about the horrible people that we're dealing with. I worked for a company one time, and we um, and I collected a lot of checks that were people. You know, it was for a company, and the company that I worked for would do. Uh, if you wrote a bad check, for an example, it was. I worked for a tile company, and um, we did tile work for big big buildings, homes, and stuff. And they would get behind on paying, so I would go out and uh, collect their checks, and our company was International Recovery Service. And the reason they did that, I would send them a letter on the letterhead and it would say, the IRS is looking for you. And then I would show up with my internal, I mean, with my International Recovery Service shirt on. And um, (laughs) The reason we collected so many checks is just the fear of seeing those three letters together. And I used to think it was fu- it was fun, you know. I didn't collect them from people, you know. We did we did uh, we did tile carpet, granite countertops, and uh, vinyl and stuff for for big companies, big home builders. And they would you know they they would wait ninety, one hundred and twenty days to pay us. And you know, and so I'd go by and have to have to speak with them. And when I when I'd show up, everybody would just go and hide. I, I just thought that was that was funny. Um, <laughs> you would. <laughs> I know I did, but I talked to a guy today. You're on here. Would you let me know? I don't want to tell him who you are or nothing. But but Star I just want yeah, hit star two so that I'd like to ask you a couple of questions about what happened today. If not, then I'll just I'll just paraphrase it for you if you don't mind. You don't have to, but if you're on here, I, I think you know who I'm talking about. Well, I'm going to change the name to protect the guilty. Um, he had the, he had an IRS meeting. He had to go and meet with the IRS. I'm sorry, it wasn't the IRS. It was the state uh, income tax people. Right. I put a little package 
I put a little package together for him, and uh, I talked to him. I, I coached him uh, two or three times. He went in there and stuck to the story, and and uh, it was it was it was absolute pandemonium. He said, um, and but what was really nice is the judge was really nice was 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 really he he was a decent fella. Um, we he asked the attorney for the uh, county or, or the state because it was about income taxes. So he asked the, the state attorney said. Well, you wrote me a letter, and I don't understand it. So, you know, I don't understand it. He said, let's read it. So he read it. Anyway, the bottom line was, he said, basically, if you'll tell me what it is that you'll take, I'll pay it. She said, will you pay it if I tell you? He said, absolutely. And uh, he said, but before we go any farther, I gave you a form. Check the box and sign it. She said, I'm not going to sign it. That will, because I, I don't have the uh, authority to even sign for them. So that put him in a very bad position. So, so he says, um, okay, then let's do this. You go get their letterhead. You write the letter for them and give it to the tax collector. Let him sign it. And the judge said, judge says, well, he's, well, that seems like a fair a fair uh, compromise, but we're waiting to see what they say. He just texted me. I, I texted him and asked if he was going to be on here tonight. He said he'll be on in five minutes. And when he gets on, I just want him to tell you this, a little bit of the story because it's it was um, um, it text was him it, back it's and just tell him to star two. Yeah, it's just funny because because um, what's happening is. They don't understand what we're talking about. See, they think that we're being something crazy. And uh, well, uh, we had a couple other callers today that got their their court orders this week. Okay. From the tax court, and one of them we've been working. We had as hard a time with theirs as you did with yours, but they got theirs this week. So now we're going to move to the next step, and uh, we're going to start, um, you know, seeing what happens. But um, we've had quite a few. Yes. Yeah, we've had a lot of. We've had a lot of positive things start. They're starting to happen pretty fast now. And uh, the reason for it is I've changed the way I do stuff a little bit. And um, what we're doing is we're, we're um, for those that have a, a lien, an, it's not a lien, it's a notice of lien, what we're doing is we're doing a 12277 form and we're taking the court order and we're doing a cover letter telling them what to do and sending it in. We're about 95%. The, the, there's a, a, an agent on the other side, on the other end. And see, they're coming from all different places. They all don't go to the same place. In other words, if you're in Texas, it goes to Austin. If you're in Michigan, it goes to Detroit. If you're in uh, Seattle or in Washington, it goes to Seattle. California, it goes to uh, Sacramento. So 
<clears throat> but they're coming back with the same argument. So now I've got a pretty good grasp on what they're going to say. So what we're doing is we're taking them to the uh, federal district court on the grounds. They're practicing law without a license. They don't show up. <laughs> they don't know what to do because this is completely outside of their wheelhouse. They're used to bullying you and then running for cover. It doesn't. It's not working anymore because we're going. I ask the question all the time: How do you eat an elephant? You know, it's one bite at a time. What we're doing is we're getting a whole lot of bites on our side. Then when we show up at court, um, it's a different story because it's not about taxes, about uh, what they're doing and how they're doing it. Um, all right. Let's see. Yeah, the other thing that we're doing is if you go into the 1040 booklet and you go to the page that that talks about the, uh, what is it, the Paper Reduction Act, if you get 2018, it's on page 109, it says that uh, the IRS gets their authority from 6001, 6011, and 6012A and their um, so what we're doing is we're printing those out. It's about six or five, six, seven pages. Then when they write us a letter saying that you didn't file whatever, or you didn't this, or you didn't that, uh, you 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 forgot to do this, we're taking that package, we're making a cover letter, and we're saying, well, the problem is, here's where you get your authority, and and in that authority and their statutes. <coughs> It doesn't say I have to file a 1040, because I have to file a return. The problem they're having is they're saying, well, that means 1040. And if it, well, if it means 1040, how come it doesn't say 1040? And see, now we got them defending themselves. It's kind of like I say all the time. Have you stopped, have you stopped kicking your neighbor's dog? No matter how you answer that, you're on defense. Well, yes, I have stopped kicking my neighbor's dog. Well, when did you stop? No, I haven't. How come you haven't? So it's kind of that's kind of the position they're in because they don't understand. Well, that's right. There you go. Which dog would be good, or which neighbor? But but see, they're not. They're not. Which dog am I kicking? (laughs) See. That's a good way to answer. So, Carrie, the person that you're looking for, are they from the 337 area code? Let me see. I don't really know. Let me look and see. I'll tell you in a minute. <clears throat> 337, yes. All right. We got you. Hello, 337. You've been unmuted. Gary? Yes? Yeah, you'd ask me to join in? I did. Um, You don't have to give them your name or none of that, but why don't you, if you don't mind, sharing a little bit of what happened uh, when you went to court. Yeah, I actually went to a state Department of Revenue. It's actually a tax appeals hearing, and there was a three-panel a three-member panel, one of which is a judge, and one of the people I was—I was surprised to hear him say this, but I've heard Kerry say it many times. 
He actually said, because I, I mentioned that I had not received the notice of assessment, and he said, well, it doesn't matter that you received it. The law says it only matters that they have sent it. You don't have to have received it, but they have to have sent it, and that's all we needed to enforce it, which well, I thought was pretty odd. Well, it is odd because they say also say, well, um, you're past your 90 days. So how can you be past your 90 days? See, that's the other thing that I'm throwing at now. If I'm past my 90 days, when did my 90 days start? See, it says in the, it says in the statute that it starts after you get your assessment. So t- tell them, if you don't mind, tell them a little bit more. Because I thought it was pretty funny. Well, when I when I responded with, so if I sent a check and you never got it, that means it's paid. And the gentleman, he got pretty upset. His voice about doubled in volume. He said, "Well, if you send a check for forty thousand, you owe twenty. You can show a canceled check, then of course they owe you twenty thousand." I said, well, I find it a little interesting that you don't have to have any proof that I received the assessment. But yet, if I say I sent a check, that's not valid. <laughs> you reacted now, pretty strongly. Right. Remember, now, there's a judge on this panel. See? See, what we're doing by doing this is we're opening the eyes of these people. See, they're so used to us running and hiding. See, so I thought that was really a good way to come back at him. And if I hadn't heard Carrie, if I hadn't heard you say that many times, that he, when he said that, it really it surprised me. But he said it like a matter of fact. The law doesn't require that you have received it. The law requires that they've sent it. What's your take on that, Kerry? Well, see, okay, if that's what it says, then 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 let's use that in our favor. Doesn't matter that you didn't get the check. It only matters we sent it. I sent it. See, and I sent it. I told you about eight months ago. I was helping a guy, and the IRS, uh, when we went to the office, made the comment. Well, you owe $300,000. I said, not anymore. I said, he wrote a check for, for 800000 You owe him $500,000 change. When are we going to get our change? He said, that's not what I said. I said, it's exactly what you said. You said it doesn't matter if you receive it. It only matters if you get it. He said, no, no, no. It says only if the IRS sends it, it said, now, show that to me, because Title 26 is a statute. Anything they say, if they're not an attorney, they are, they are practicing law, because Title 26 is a statute. So is Title 18, so is Title 28, so is for, Title 42. So see, so you can't make a you can't make a legal determination unless you're a, a an attorney. 
So if you get your court order and you send it to the IRS with your 12277 form, they come back and say, no, you don't qualify because of 6332J. That's Title 26. They have now used a statute and they have made a legal determination and see, your court order is signed is actually from the the uh, from the um, I just drew a blank. <laughs> the head guy at the IRS, the com- commissioner, it's from the commissioner. See, so so it is from the IRS. Now you got a conflict. See, the where the problem comes is is the court. Or a judge can only rule in a conflict. Or, or a, and so if we take the conflict away and give them a conflict, the commissioner from the IRS said they don't have jurisdiction. The, the uh, agent said, I don't qualify for what they, now they can only rule on that instead of going in there saying, well, uh, I had a guy several years ago he went to the court and said, um, I'm here by special appearance. And the judge said, so what? He says, are you talking to me? <laughs> he, did, he did 90 days. And the reason he did 90 days, because um, they, they held him in contempt. So I, I, I don't argue who I am. I argue what, what the statute says. People all the time say, well, you can't use the statutes. Well, we're using the statutes, and it seems to be working very well because right now we're almost not maybe not quite a hundred percent on getting our our tax court orders, and then we're able to use that <clears throat> in ways they never saw coming. <laughs> so one of the ways we're doing it is now that now that we're doing it this way, see every time they write a letter to you, if you have your court order, stick the court order, just return it if you don't. Go on, go get your download. It's a PDF. You can download it. It won't pay for it. It's the 1040 instructions. Get that part. If it's a 2018, it's on page 109. It's, it's, under, it's on the top left-hand. There's three columns. It's on the third column. The first column, it says we get our, we get our authority from 6001, 6011, and 6012 and their statutes. So if the IRS tells you you have to file something, <clears throat> if you have that and their and their statutes and their um, and you have it there, then you can write a letter. You're asking me this, but, but yet you're saying their authority comes from that. See now, if I have to take them to court, I'm taking them to court on what the what they said their statute says, not by what they said. Now they got a problem because they're telling me. Um, uh, I have to file something, but yet it says in the book, "This is where we get our our, our um, this is where we get our authority." And it says you must file a return or a statement. So the question is: Is a ten forty a return? Yes. Is a ten forty one a return? Yes. Is a CT one a return? Yes. Is a twenty two ninety one a return? Yes. A nine forty three? Yes. So see, they can't they can't say a return and then say it says a ten forty because now they're making a legal determination. Now, my opinion only, if you have to go to court and you have to go there with an IRS agent, 
Do you want to argue taxes? I don't have to pay because, you know, because my dad was a fireman or whatever. See, you're you're arguing taxes. Over the years, they've made it. They've got it pretty sewed up. You're you're probably not going to win a big victory arguing taxes in front of a federal judge, but if the judge rules against you and you appeal, you can appeal the decision that he's practicing law without a license. Now they're giving me a license to practice law because that was his, what his determination. So we're putting the judges and we're putting the IRS agents in quite a pickle due to the fact if the IRS agent says you don't qualify because that, that court order doesn't say that. What they're saying is that you didn't fill out your form properly to give the court the jurisdiction. That's not what it says. It says the reason the court don't have jurisdiction because the IRS didn't give you a notice of deficiency or a notice of determination. Just for the fun of it here, does anybody, can you answer a question? What is a notice of deficiency and or a notice of determination? Can you give me another name for it? And I think this will help you. Everybody's muted. Well, then unmute somebody. Somebody unmute. And by the way, that guy that spoke and just now, I appreciate you sharing that, okay? From the bottom of my heart, I, you and I talked today, and I do thank you for your, uh, for help, for um, testifying here that, that, that is in work. You're welcome, and thank you, Kerry. Oh, no, man. I, um, it, you know, it's all good. Do you, do you have anything else you want to add? No, sir. Thank you again, and uh, thank you. All right, thanks. Yep. Now, okay, so if anybody wants to what? answer Carrie's question, hit star two on your phone. And I promise it's it's not a trick question. Maybe. <laughs> so, notice of deficiency. Uh, and a I would notice say... of determination. What, okay, so the notice together. of deficiency is uh, probably saying that you are deficient in uh, the amount that you have paid. Well, it, uh, believe it or not, I went to the doctor and he said I was I was deficient in vitamin C. So it could be I'm deficient in vitamin C. <clears throat> but when we're talking about the IRS, what does the notice of deficiency and the notice of determination, what's another word for it? That will, and this will help you when you're writing the cover letters, I think. If nobody answer, if nobody wants to answer, then I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Then we're not going to tell them. Okay. okay. Um, hello? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought I heard somebody. Somebody come on? Nope. Okay. <clears throat> now, we went to the – we went to the uh, – claims court and we won a victory um the guy got a judgment for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars but 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 the uh the judge decided he couldn't believe it went that smooth so he called them and told them he was going to reverse himself so we got a judgment we got a judgment that's okay we're working on that then the judge called up and reversed himself. So 
which I've never seen done before, but it, but he did it, and that's fine. All I know is, see, we're, we're shaking the cages really, really hard, and that's good. We also had a, a um, DOJ attorney say they wanted to have case dismissed. They used my last name, and they said they wanted to do it with my last name effect. So now I have a – they wanted to do it with my last name effect. So we now have – see, we're getting these weird, weird um, stuff happening. And the reason we're having it happen because we're, we're not arguing about um, I don't have to pay because um, I'm a non-resident alien. And see, I, I remember I went to court with a guy years ago, and he said, well, I'm a non-resident alien. And so – the judge says, I know what an alien is. What what planet were you born on? See? See? Now, they back it. See? Well, if you're an alien, you're born on Mars, and you would be a non-resident alien. See? They're not, they're, that's not the definition of it. But see, that's the problem we have. The other thing that we're winning pretty good on is we're using their language. We have... We understand what they're saying. So anybody that doesn't have a Black's Law Dictionary, go to the Half Price Bookstore and just check it from time to time. You can call them. Um, here, here where I'm at, there's four or five of them. I just run by there every so often and go in there and check it. So I have, I have five or six um, Blacks, and I also have, I think, two Bolviers. That way you can, when you define your words, if you're going to use it in your, in your case, pick, use both of them, and then, you, you know, between that and what they're doing, you'll have a pretty good chance of, of winning your argument. See, this isn't about uh, being purdy or whatever. It's, it's about what, what are they saying. Okay. Does anybody have a question? If you got a question, if you have a question, hit star two on your phone. I'll just announce I tried to get a hold of that Gigi guy. I got his email, but he wouldn't respond. Um, Well, that's good. We're gonna we're gonna work on him, okay? And we'll try to have him back because it was was very enjoyable. uh, Last week was very enjoyable. I don't know. It makes me nervous. You get these guys that are flashing the pan and they come in and dazzle you with their brilliance and come to find out that they're not reliable. Well, a friend of mine, he's a he's a doctor. And uh what his saying is um he's been he's been educated past intelligence. And so the more education you have the 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 more difficult the way I think have. Okay. We have somebody with their hand raised. I think I know who it is, and I think they're going to share some positive news with us. Five one three, no, go ahead. Oh. Hi, hi, this is Brad. Yep. It's Brad. Um, Brad's got a letter he wants to share. Okay, yeah, before get... you do that, before you do that. What is a not a notice of deficiency and or a notice of determination? What's another word? What's another name for that? I'd say, I'd say assessment. See, you're exactly right. So the question is, 
how can you owe if the IRS has never done an assessment? Exactly. See, see? Okay, that's an argument that you can win. See, you owe me 500. 500 what? I'm not going to tell you, but you are correct. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's a good, that's good, see? See, these are arguments we can win. Go ahead and share your letter, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay, well, uh, I'm getting ready to, to uh, I did get my tax court determined uh, order. It, it took a while. Uh, let's see, I filed. Jeez. Uh, March 18th, and I finally got the order. And I had to call them up a couple of times, two or three times, <laughs> to bug them to get the order. And I got that June yep. 6th. But um, so anyway, I owe them, according to their records, uh, it, it was over uh, one point. It's almost $2 million with interest and penalties. So they had they passed this law, this Transit. I don't. I don't know. But I think it was in 2018. They passed the law where they said they could, if you owed more than fifty thousand, then they can um, put a hold on your on your passport. And um, I never got a notice. I thought they'd have to notice you to do that. I never got a notice. What I did get was a. Uh, it was, it was a, a CP508R small business, and um, this is dated August 19th. So this was not too far after. This looked like maybe a month and a half after the uh, June 6th deal with tax court. And it says in big print, reversal of notice of certification of your seriously delinquent federal tax debt to the State Department. It's seriously delinquent. It's not, it's just not silly delinquent. But anyway, uh, it says on this December 4, 2015, as part of the Fixing America's Surface Transportation Act, Congress enacted Section 7345 in the Internal Revenue Code, which requires the Internal Revenue Service to notify the State Department of taxpayers certified as owing a seriously delinquent tax debt. The State Department is generally prohibited from issuing or renewing. Now, this is, this is lawyer speak here. The State Department is generally prohibited from issuing or re reviewing the passport are renewing the passport of a taxpayer that has been certified. The FAST Act also requires the Internal Revenue Service to notify the State Department of the reimbursement of certification of a seriously delinquent tax debt. The IRS previously notified the State Department that you were certified as owing a seriously delinquent tax debt. Your certification has been reversed as required by the FAST Act, we have notified the State Department of the reversal of your certification. So, now I guess I'm not certified. Um, <laughs> maybe there's maybe they're saying there isn't a, a delinquent tax debt. <laughs> I mean, that, that's really what I'm I'm seeing on this piece of paper. But uh, anyway, okay. 
Okay, hold on before you go any farther. Do you understand why that happened? I heard, um, the only the only thing there were only there was only two reasons why I could think, and one was when I applied for the passport, which was six years ago or so. I didn't I didn't apply as a U.S. citizen, and I didn't put a social security number on the uh, application. I put an affidavit in that I was a state citizen. Anyway, um, I don't okay. think that stopped. I don't think that's what stopped them because that was done with the application six years ago. So this, okay. I think it was from the, what, the tax the tax court. It was. It was the, from the tax court. And see what's happening is. Again, I did an outline of the of the of the IRS, the 1040. I mean, the uh, Title 26. So when I was indicted, my, one of my arguments. But it's broken into A, B, C, D, E, and F. But the only ones that you really have to worry about is the E, because that's the enforcement. Where mm-hmm. the problem is is Title 26 zero 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 through. Six nine nine nine. That title twenty six. Seven thousand to the end of the book, which which is like nine thousand or whatever it is. That's all. That all has the uh, enforcement of title twenty seven. Now, what 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 was the uh, code number that they said they just passed? Seventy three forty five. So that would be in Title twenty seven. There you go. See, and the IRS said they didn't have jurisdiction. So Title twenty six, they can't stop you because that's administrative. So in other words, mm-hmm. Title twenty six does can't tell you to file. Only Title twenty seven can tell you to file. The problem is, if Title twenty seven is telling you to file, you can only file under twenty seven. We have to understand this going in. Now, if, yeah. if you'll look at, if someone will look up this real quick, Title 267608, it's going to tell you what I just said, only you're going to be able to have it in your hands from the code. See, again, Title 26 is, is, a, is, is a code. So in order for you to read that, you have to be an attorney. But it's real clear. A CID agent, he's a, he's a uh, criminal investigation division of the Internal Revenue Service. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that we're asking them, we're asking for their pocket commission. In the pocket commission, it's going to tell you if they're an A or an E. Does any, has anybody looked up Title 26, Section 7608? Now, what you said is 7345. See, that's under Title 27. See, so what they're trying to do is that we got to quit being confused. See, so so uh, what was your? Do you mind? I ask you a question. Do you have a minute? To, can I ask you a question? No, you can ask me a question. Sure, I got. That's I not okay. have answer. Oh, that's okay. So my question is: is five hundred and seventy-five pounds? Is that a lot of weight? Would, um, would that be? Would you consider? Would you consider it being fat? If I weighed five hundred and seventy-five pounds, yes. 
See, I didn't say that. See, I did not say that. I said, what about a what about a black Angus at twenty six hundred pounds? They they don't consider that fat. They're not very tall. Right. See, so so that's what we have to understand. See, seventy three forty five is Title twenty seven, and you have a court order saying that the IRS doesn't have jurisdiction. So so if they don't have jurisdiction, how can they tell you you can't get a a um, can't get a uh, passport. Passport. See? But then exactly. Okay, now because what they said to you is you they don't have jurisdiction because you didn't get a notice of deficiency or notice of determination. In other words, you have no assessment. So yep. how do they know you owe over fifty thousand dollars if there's no assessment? Right. So exactly. so you owe you owe seven million dollars. Where's the assessment? I don't have one. Mm-hmm. So I always so what I always ask them is PFA. See, I told the I, I told the IRS. I said, "Huh? So you're PFA in me, huh?" And they just stood there and looked at each other. And 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 um, do you know what PFA is? <laughs> no. Pick from air. Pick from air. Because you don't see if you don't have an assessment, if you don't have an assessment, a notice of deficiency or notice of determination, there's only two ways they got it: PFA or they did a substitute for return. And guess what? They can't do that either. So if you mm-hmm. do a 1040 form, if you do a 1040 form and you turn it in and they owe you fifty thousand dollars, if they change it, then they substituted your return. See, we're going after them now for substitute for return in SFR because in their own manual it says they can't do it for a 1040. See, but they well, can do it for they can do it for Title 27. I, if, if I had a, uh, I was I was incarcerated for a year, and um, on on this, and um, I got out and I I talked to the agent. And uh, he came out to where I worked to see what he could steal. And um, yeah. so I, says, I said to him, you know, I, I just, at the end of everything, he said, do you have any questions? And I says, yeah, I, I actually do have one, but I, I don't want to ruin your day. And he says, ah, oh, no, you're, gonna, you're not going to do that. So I just kept leading him on like that. And finally I asked him, and he says, just, just, you know, you're not going to, you know, you're not, it's not going to ruin my day. Just, so I said, well, okay. Um, last night I was on the internet and I was looking, I think it was a 6209 manual. I think that was the name of the, the number of the manual. And it is. I I, oh, if, by the way, before you go, I have that manual. I have it in electronic form. So if you want it, let me know and yeah. I'll, I'll be glad to get it to you. Yeah, well, go I ahead. read it. And, and and you know I after reading it I I came to the conclusion I should be filing I do, not a 1040 form but a 709 or a five I forget the other number it was I think it was a five series and I, so I said to him I said which form should I file I don't I don't have as soon as I said I I was reading this manual on the the 6209 manual he goes yeah. Just like that, like he knew what was coming, and so I said, "Well, I just don't know what form to file—the 709 or the, you know, the 50, 504 or whatever it is." And he says, "He's just filed a 1040." 
like that. And and if I I shoot, if I had been if I'd have heard you, you know, before the, that took place, I would have said, "Are you giving me legal advice? If you are, I'd like to see your bar card." <laughs> well, <laughs> see, the reason you file a ten forty is because everybody says it's a contract, but it's not a contract. And the reason it's not a contract, I've never seen a contract that that I sign and they don't sign. So what happens if I go get a loan at the bank? I sign it and they sign it. But see, the funny part about a credit card, you sign the application and they give you the money. So something's screwed up there. Yeah. The 1040... The, do you know why they call it a 1040 form, by the way? I think it was the, for the date, wasn't it? The, uh, uh, the, the bonds that uh, Lincoln issued? Correct. Yeah, they were 1040 bonds. So see, what you're saying to them is, I want to pay the 1040 uh, bonds. I want to pay it back. The problem is the Federal Reserve never never creates interest. So we're still paying interest on the 1040 bonds that Lincoln um, made up. The other problem is, if our year ends December the 31st, why is it April 15th, four months, 15 days before your taxes are due? If if, If you're doing your taxes, keeping up to it, they could be due December the 31st, January the 1st, because you'd already have them up to date. Because Abraham Lincoln died April the 15th. So what they've done is, because he was such a good friend to the um, Federal Reserve, to the IMF, they named the, top, they named the form after him and they, they named the date after him. So now what we have is we have taxes that, are, that we're paying the interest for the Civil War on. Unbelievable. Well, if you know these things, see, again, if you know it, if you know it, you can have a a decent argument or a decent conversation with the IRS or whomever it may be on the grounds. You know what's happening, see? Mm -hmm. Where the problem problem comes, they ask you a question. Let me ask you a question just for a minute. Does a federal employee have to file a 1040 form? I would say yes, but I'm probably wrong. But I think okay. I think now, go ahead. I, I I say that because they're making a return, literally, of of income of funds received because. They don't have a ben- they were they're receiving a benefit privilege. They're, there's no natural right to work for the government. They're receiving okay. a benefit. But, okay. The yeah. problem is income's not income's not defined. Uh, what the right. reason they have to the reason they okay. So if if it's an income tax return, and income's not defined, what are you paying tax on? What it is is it's the great it's the kickback. In other words, yeah, exactly. you're right. You're yes. getting the benefit. See, you can look right. it up. You can look it up. The kick, the the the, uh, the, the kickback entitlement. If you work for the government, 
it's a kickback for working for them. Yeah. But see, that's not a 1040 kickback for them because if it was, nobody would file it. So I have a right. copy. I actually have an original, but I've copied it so that you don't get the original or I'd lose it, of a 1943 1040 form. On the uh-huh. form itself, it says this is a war tax optional. It is a 1040. Yeah. Okay, but it says optional on it. See, yes. how come it doesn't say optional anymore? Because people stop thinking, if I don't have to do it, I ain't going to do it. So, so just by, huh? I know they kept, they Sorry? kept, there were people, you know, in the late 40s and the early 50s that, that understood what you were saying and, and took this into court. And um, they won. They won. But yes. Yes. Time, yes. As, as time went by, uh, you know, the people forgot and weren't taught. Well, here's well, here's what happens. When I um, I used to be a youth pastor, and and what I would do is I would line up the kids and I'd put them in a chair and I would whisper something in this one kid's ear. He would whisper what he heard in the next one, in the next one, in the next one. By the time mm-hmm. it got to the end, I would say something like, the, the sky is blue and the grass is green. When it came to the other end, it would say, your mother has horns and your dad wears boots. I mean, it was, I mean that's what's happened, see, what's happened over yeah. the years. And so, so what I did was, see, I put together a book, and in there I've got all the Supreme Court cases, and I have all of that broken down. What's happened is, over the years, see, over the years, we think they're saying one thing. Now, let me ask you one more question here. I'm going to make, I'm going to make a couple of sentences, and I want you to tell me what the differences are. You must okay. file a, a, a tax return. You may file a tax return. You shall file a tax return. I gave you three sentences. Can you tell me the differences and what, and the, what, what the differences are? Well, must would be mandatory. Uh, okay. Uh, may, you may file a tax return. That could be arbitrary. You you may elect to do that. Uh, same shall, shall, I forget the legal okay. definition. You're, 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 you're wrong. Black Okay, Black's Law Dictionary says shall and may means must in the legal sense, in the legal arena. There's how they mm-hmm. got it. See, you're right. When I tell you, what I tell my wife is, you may go to the grocery store. I ain't going because I don't have to. But when the, when the IRS says you may file a tax return, if you don't, they come and prosecute you. See, because mm-hmm. my, my opinion, this is my opinion, I'm not giving legal advice, but... If you don't understand the words, see, how are you going to ever be able to answer them? Let me ask you this. If you had to go to court, when you walked in there, the attorney was speaking to you in Chinese. And then the judge said something to you in Chinese. Wouldn't you ask for a translator? Um, I say, I, I, would, I, would, I, I don't think I would. That would be a benefit privilege. I think I'd say at that point, I'd say, I'm in the wrong place. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> That's fine. See? But see, if you get a translator, if you don't understand it, how do you know what the translation is? 
So what I have done, and I do this on every court I appear in, I have a glossary page. What is a glossary page? That's my interpreter. When you say a word on my glossary page, this is what it means. If they say no, well, then they're, they're deliberately changing something that I don't know. See? So, so that's one of the things that I make sure that I understand the language that they're doing. See? Yeah. In other words, if, 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 um, if you don't know what they're saying and you're answering questions, me that's that's about as dumb as it gets okay so so i'm not trying to tell you here to do or not do anything all i'm telling you to do is if you're going to do something make sure you know what you're doing and why now let me ask you the question again does a federal employee have to file a 1040 form (laughs) again i'm going to say yes Okay, again, okay, how can they pay an income tax return when income is not defined? The funny part about it is gross income is defined. So my question to you is, is gross income just a whole lot of income? Gross income is... Income, see, see, so it's not a gross income tax return, and it's not an enumeration. And it's not a kickback form. It's an income tax return. So my guess would be they don't have to until they define income. Because on line 7 of the 1040, it says salary, tip, etc. So my question to you is, I made 900000 etc. last year. Do you know what I made? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> you See? made etc. Okay, I made etceteras. So how am I going to pay tax on something when I went to the I went to the chart and it doesn't say etc. anywheres? So mm-hmm. I I made nine hundred thousand etc. and I don't know where to put it. So the question is, as long as you understand. Now I want you to think about this. I'm going to send you a check in the mail. It's ten thousand dollars. I send you a check. For $10,000 and I do not sign it, tell me what you got. I have a piece of paper that's, and I can, no, sir. I can wipe my uh, no. rear with. No, sir. You have a check for $10,000, but yeah. it's invalid. It's invalid. See, how, see, now all of a sudden you say, well, I didn't get nothing. Yes, you did. If you got nothing, then that's what you would get is nothing. See, you have an invalid check because you can't cash it. So the, the notice of deficiency and the notice of determination would be wise if you got one and figured out what it is, how to do it, what it should look like, so that when you get one in the mail, if it's, let's say, for an example, it's on the wrong paper, uh, it doesn't have the back, it's not signed proper, you got a notice of deficiency, but it's invalid. So it's like not getting yes. one. See, so we just have to understand what they're saying. See, we're having a lot of stuff today where they're saying, you did get a notice of deficiency, okay? Now, if any, does anybody have a notice of lien in the county? If you do, take it and turn it, go get it and turn it over and look at it. On the back of the, ten, on the, back of the notice of lien, it has what has to be on the front. But see, the IRS is copying them and they're emailing it to them. So there's only one side. So 
guess what? That's a counterfeit notice of lien. Okay? So that's how we're attacking this. See, I have the back of one. In other words, on the back of the notice of uh, tax lien, it says, with this lien. Then it tells you where it comes from. What section? 7313A or 72, whatever it is. The problem is that's Title 27. See? But, yeah. it, but they don't send it because, because, see, if they don't have a back on it, guess what it is? It's a counterfeit. So let me ask you a question. If, what is a they counterfeit? Notice? Go ahead. They leave Part A off. If you do get anything off from the back, they leave Part A off. So, again, well, that would be see, counterfeit. There you go. So let me ask you a question. If you get a lien for $1 million, who makes the million dollars valuable? Who makes the lien valuable? It would, be, it would have to be my, my signature or agreement. No, all it has to be, it, you're the surety. So however they do it, you're the surety. So think about this one. Who makes the million-dollar notice of lien valuable? Mm, I guess the clerk by accepting it. No, they, it's, it, it is no good. What the, what the IRS is doing, they're taking a notice of lien, calling it a lien, then they're monetizing it. Now that they've monetized it, you're not the surety because it's not a lien. It's a notice of lien. See? Mm-hmm. It's invalid. Okay, so what? So it's a counterfeit. So think about this. How much is a counterfeit lien worth? This zero. No, uh, 25 to life. Ask Bernie Madoff. So that's the first thing that comes out of my mouth, that the IRS agent that gave me a notice of lien and I'm in front of the judge, that's invalid. That there, that's a counterfeit. Bernie Madoff's got a big style. Don't you think he should be in there with him? <laughs> so if, see, see, I'm not going to argue taxes with the taxing authority. I'm going to argue everything else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. It's, um, it's a very um, dynamic situation in a courtroom, isn't it? <laughs> it's a very dynamic thing where? It's a dynamic situation in the courtroom. Well, yes. The problem it's always... is... Okay, here's yeah. the problem. Have you ever snow skied? Uh, yeah, a couple of times. Okay, let me find something. Have you ever have you ever skydived? No. Okay, let me tell you, it, it it's the greatest thing. In fact, it's even better if you don't have a parachute on, man. You, you see, I can tell you all this crap I want. You have no way of verifying it. The problem we're having is we're going into the courtroom, and and um, we're going in there. We're saying, well, I'm here by special appearance. See, I don't care if you're here by special appearance or no appearance. The problem we're having is we we have to understand if you're in the courtroom and they're getting you for some kind of a tax evasion, if you look at the indictment, the indictment's going to tell you 7213, willful failure to file. Tell me what I just told you, 7213, where is that at? Uh, it's going to be in section 27. That's all about compliance. There you go. See? 
Has anybody looked up 7608 yet? So I can kind of hone in on that. So what happens is if we don't understand where we're standing, see, here's how they do it. Do you file a 1040 form? Uh, yeah, I do now, yes. I didn't for, okay. for 12, okay. 12 years. Okay, that's fine. So those, okay, those years that you didn't, we're going to get you for willful failure to file a, an income tax return. Uh, tax you just admitted actually, you didn't file. Well, they, they, you just admitted they, 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 they were going to um, do willful failure to file, but I wasn't going to play ball with them, so they came up with I knew they, they were going to do the tax evasion because they could, they okay, could get that's Right, but if you look at your tax evasion, what section of the code was that in? Again, it's in it's in uh, section twenty seven. It's in Title twenty seven. See, and do you know how I know? Because I've been around it long enough. But here's the problem: CID or the enforcement officer, they're trying to push it. For those of you that haven't looked it up, if you read Title twenty six, section seventy six zero eight, it says E officers have jurisdiction in alcohol, tobacco, and fireworks only. So if there's an E agent in there and he's trying to push um, Title 26, he can't because he doesn't even have jurisdiction in it. So all we have to do is know just a few key things. See? So it's not mm -hmm. about the taxes. It's about our stupidity. If you take a frog and stick it and throw it in hot water, it'll jump out. But if you put a frog in cold water and just turn it up and let it go, it'll, it'll sit until it boils to death. That's what we've done. We're in court and we're boiling to death. Why? Because we think we know and we don't know. See, but my whole thing is when, I, when you ask me a question, I don't care what the question is, I have to know what you're asking. Have you heard any of our calls? Have you heard many of our calls? Yeah, I, I've, listened to the, uh, I've listened to a few that have been archived, yes. Okay. Okay, so so, but but see what what I'm doing is I'm I'm approaching this in a in a completely different manner. Okay. Yeah, I so what, I, I see so what, I see what you're doing. See, when I went in when I when I did mine, I was going in under contract, and uh, uh, they were going down one path and I was going down another, and. Um, it just it just didn't seem like the contract um, we were we we actually did a, um the judge said he didn't have any evidence we told him to look look at look at the evidence at at, at the first hearing in, in his courtroom at what I, if i if i had known what i should have known when they had me shackled and brought me before the magistrate at the first, you know, when you first arranged, uh, I would I we didn't take I, me and my uh, cohort did not take a, a benefit privilege. We didn't take an attorney, and they were panicking. And um, the the, the uh, attorney that was assigned to me, I'm sitting outside the bar, and he's standing in the bar in the well, and he says. Uh, Look, you're in you're in trouble here. You you're going to need an attorney, and I you know I can help you out. And I I just uh, 
I'm, I'm sitting there with these damn chains on. And I said, are you identifying me as the defendant? <laughs> he didn't say a word. He just nodded his head towards me like, boy, you're the one sitting there with the chains on. So, and I done, I did that a couple times in court when the, when the prosecutor got a little too close to identifying me as the defendant. And um, they they will not come right well, out see, and say that. Well, they what I do, the, right, go ahead. the point that I'm trying to make to you is, okay, I never, I never let him say me anytime. It's never about me. See, when I was indicted, I was chained around the waist, around the ankles, and around the arms. I was right. chained to the floor. Okay, here's the problem. They, 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 they asked me a question, and unless they defined it, I went in with, see, I went in with my uh, glossary page. First question they asked me, I handed it to him. He said, we're not using it. I said, okay. So they would ask me a question, and I would answer the question out in Mars. And they said, what are you saying? Well, you're not using my word, so I don't understand the question. The guys mm-hmm. that went in front of us, there were seven, there was 18 of us. 17 in a row went to prison. I was the 18th one because my last name starts with a Z. So when I got there, I was there nine and a half hours, and they got on question number four. So I I understood what they were trying to do, see? Yeah. And so, um, but um, I, I'm not an attorney. I don't give legal advice. But 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 I'm I'm going to tell if anybody that's listening, if you have a chance to get a Black's Law Dictionary, you need to get one. And and then when yeah. you get letters from the IRS, look up what they're saying. See? Yeah. Now, well, you think like they're telling you one thing, they're saying something else. Well, it's like they said on, on, on the 508R that I got, it says gen- the State Department is generally prohibited from issuing or renewing the passport. See, that's, that's, I know that right there jumped right off the page. It, it should have been in red ink. Generally. Yeah. But what, there must be an exception then. What's the damn exception? Yep. <laughs> exactly. Well, we've had several of those. We've had several of those in the last couple of months that says that they that they have um, they can't get a renewal of their passport because they owe money. So what we've done, yeah. see, problem. The problem is, uh, you got to understand what money is. So well, we've used the court order, and, and we've got there's four. Four or five of them, I forget. I have to go back and look now. But they've they've all got their co- uh, their their passports renewed because of the court order. See, yeah, if you, gonna, get an, you don't have I'm an assessment. Call, I'm just going to call the uh, tax court or the, the, uh, the um, State Department and ask them if if I can use the passport that I have because it's not expired by date, I said, or do I need to to re, uh, reapply for another passport? And um, and again, I, if I do, it's not, it's not going to be as a U.S. citizen, and there's not going to be a Social Security number on there. You know, See, what difference what difference does it make if you're if it's a U.S. citizen or not? So you're making it about you. That's what I that's I never do that. I never make it about me. I make it about what does the law say. Now, well, I'm just throwing this giving, out at you. 
I'm told. Go ahead. They're gi- they're giving you a choice on that form. They, it was pretty blatant early on, but again, yeah. they changed it just like that 1943-1040 form. They change it. They they leave stuff off. So I'm yes, going to tell them what I am. That's okay. Let me just throw this out at anybody that wants to. I'm working on a, pr- a process that to, you can get a checking account with our social security number. Now, what gives me this is I do floors. I'm a flooring contractor, and we were working at the airport, so we were doing some repairs at the airport. And a guy walks up, and he was from the Middle East, and he's, he has a, uh, a head headdresser on, and, the, and uh, he walks through the whatever that x-ray machine is, he said that my religion stops you from looking under that. They said, okay, and they let him out of the plane. There was, I thought, bingo, there it is. So when I go to the bank, I take the Texas Constitution, the First, the First Amendment. I take the United States Constitution, the First Amendment, and I highlight freedom of religion. Mm-hmm. Then, then I take, then I take a uh, Regulation Z. That Regulation Z is the law that the that they have to follow that's the that's the truth in lending they have to tell you the truth yes what the bank tells me what the bank tells me is uh, i need a social security number oh so i give them the texas constitution that's highlighted and i give them the united states constitution that's highlighted they said what's that and i said well my my first amendment is freedom of religion you're asking me for a social security number and that my church believes that's the mark of the beast. We don't deal with that. So I, 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 I'm not religiously, I'm not allowed to use that. They yes. just didn't know what to do. Now they don't know what to do. See? So the only thing they can do is give it to me without it. Otherwise, they're violating my First Amendment. And guess what I'm going to do? I'll take them into court. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. And see, that's going to be my argument. I'm not going to argue that my mother had uh, army boots and my dad has a ring in his ear. That ain't it. I don't care. I have one argument. Both constitution. It, my freedom of religion must be, must be strong enough that the constitution, which is the supreme law of the land, and the Texas constitution, which is the supreme law of the land, they both are in the First Amendment, and they both say exactly verbatim the same thing. So how can a policy, how can a policy overtake my religion? See, that would be mm-hmm. like when I go to when I go to the church. The church tells me I can't come there because um, my hair's too long. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just throwing it out there at you. If you want to try it, that's what I'm doing, and I'm pushing. I'm pushing them pretty hard. I got they got a lot of pushback with me. But anyways, does anybody else have a question? Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, my pleasure. Does anybody have anything else they want to add? Hit start two on your phone. Oh. Nobody else. That's it. Well, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Go ahead. All right. I guess that's it. Everybody, thank you very much for joining. We'll see you again. Good night. Bye.
night. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.